Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Go. That's that's where it all starts. It all starts in care business in-house in central division. That's right. I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansing got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into the Sox on Post Game Show, a double victory beers edition. Coming to you here from Tony's basement. Tony, statement Sunday for the White Sox. You'll love to see it. You absolutely do love to see it, Johnny. Crack them. Cheers. Statement Sunday. Sunday, fun day. However you want to say it. Sox win two ball games. We wanted two ball games today. We got two ball games today. White Sox victories. Beers taste better with White Sox victories. We're going to put a beer sponsor on that at some point, Johnny. Yeah, uh, vi- yeah. Victory beers yeah. taste better than misery beers. The White Sox got two of them today. Uh, Tony, you and I were on this show last night uh, after the tumultuous Saturday, the Saturday scrap, so to say, uh, that went down in the Bronx. And the White Sox, I said it was statement, split, or subside Sunday. And they made a statement by coming out and winning two ball games, like we all hoped they would. They absolutely did. And, you know, I was hearing before this game started that we were going to be six games out in a few hours. <laughs> I was hearing all sorts of negativity. There was no negativity in the garage. I can confirm, per sources, negative Nani did not show up today. It was all joyful, Johnny. We're here right now. We're talking about it with joyful, Johnny, because the White Sox won not one game, but two games today against the best team in baseball. People are saying, New York Yankees. Uh, let's let's go. Let's get in. That best team on paper, too, Tony. And I, I think starting pitching is what we need to start at the top with six plus from Cueto, get seven from Kopech in game two. Um, these guys went out there and did their damn jobs and did them effectively, uh, might I add at that. And it, it was just a thing of beauty because you want to see, hey, your starters going deep into games because that means they're getting low. Pitch counts are able to get the outs that they need to with minimal damage. And both of these guys, I can't give them enough kudos so far. Dude, uh, in terms of how the White Sox starters showed up today, could you have asked for more? No. No. I couldn't. I couldn't have asked for more from Johnny Cueto, Michael Kopech. Um, you know, early observations, Johnny, when your guys are going six, seven innings and throwing strikes – you win ball games. The offense showed up in game two. They got it done in game one. But when your pitchers are putting up zeros, that's fucking cool and tough. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Like you said, we'll get to some of those offensive struggles because, yes, the White Sox probably should have had even more than they did, especially in game two with certain opportunities to do that. But, Tony, uh, in game one, weird, you know, low-scoring affair. White Sox up 1-0. Uh, for the majority of this game. Hey, how about, you know, we, we just talked about it a little bit, but how about Johnny Cueto even battling through um, in that sixth inning? You know, they're going to go back to him. Pitch count was at a favorable level, at least, for him to go back out there. And uh, he, he went and he tried to battle it. And, uh, you know, I just I give him credit for, uh, you know, kind of being the workhorse, so to say, that you need right now. And it's weird to say him just being at a second start and coming back here. But uh, I think that was big in terms of, 
guts. Yeah, well, Johnny Cueto's kind of just aura, his presence within this White Sox rotation means a lot because you know the reputation the uh, the reputation precedes you, right? Johnny Cueto, he's gotten the job done before for other ball clubs. He's a big game pitcher. He's been there. He's done that. He works his way back through injury. Kind of this guy that enters the rotation due to due to some injuries within you know what what the White Sox have had to deal with uh, thus far this season. Crack them, crack them. Uh, we've been cracking them all day. Uh, but you know Johnny Cueto comes into this rotation because Lance Lynn's down. Uh, we've been rolling with Vlasquez, any vibes. Dallas Keuchel, some of these other question marks. I saw some stuff out there today. I'm fairly confident right now this might be all of the beers uh, that were consumed during you know the course of two ball games today. Just saying, but I'm fairly I'm fairly comfortable rolling with Johnny Cueto as your number five guy in this rotation. When Lance Lynn comes back, you've got to get down to five guys. I don't need to see another Dallas Keuchel start. I don't need to see another Vinny, <laughs> yeah. Vinny Velasquez start. Um, if Johnny Cueto's your five guy, I mean, I know it's, it's short. I think it's 12, 13 innings of baseball, Johnny, but holy shit, man, guy's got a zero ERA right now. That might not last very long, but he's given you more than, than you could ever ask for, yeah, it, especially against the New York Yankees. Yeah, right. Uh, you're talking about one of the most potent lineups. Obviously they've gotten themselves, propelled themselves up to being the best team in baseball. And, uh, you know, we saw what they did. Uh, what they were able to do without, uh, you know, Johnny Cueto in the mix. Not saying he would have stopped all of that bleeding last weekend there, but uh, you see, you saw the starters that uh, the uh, Yankees were able to rough up, and some of them even good starters in Dylan Cease uh, and Michael Kopech. Uh, not, you know, not as egregious in Kopech's end on that Sunday game, but um, we'll, we'll get to him. He had, he had a little bit of uh, revenge, a nice little, uh, you know, uh, bounce back uh, performance, I would say. Uh, in game two, but Tony, when we're talking game one here. Uh, like I said, it was one Oh throughout most of this. And that was thanks to the white Sox training together uh, trio of singles in, in that fourth inning of game one. Uh, and Yasmani Grandal, a, a guy that has been cold, obviously a lot of people expecting more from him. everybody expects more from, him. I think he expects more from himself, but see him be able to come up, get that first white Sox run on the board, which was the only run of the game uh, until judge hit that home run later. Um, I think it's at least a big moment for everything on Statement Sunday here. Yeah, if we're talking Statement Sunday, um, you know, it's 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 just a, a great day at the ballpark right there. You know, like uh, up until, like you said, Judge hits that home run. I mean, it's, it's kind of cruise control for the White Sox uh, pitching and defense, which is – something that you know you get into over the course of a ball game your offense has to show up obviously you have to score runs to win ball games but kind of the same tone right if we talk about set the tone same tone with the white Sox pitching and defense getting the job done holding a stellar offense off the board today you got to have certain facets of your game working johnny Pitching and defense today won some ball games. Yeah, no, they absolutely did. And uh, as we're talking pitching there, hey, how about Joe Kelly coming in uh, to relieve Johnny Cueto after he had put two guys on base there, uh, keeping that thing clean through the seventh inning? Um, you know, a lot of questions about this guy, especially after 
Uh, some of the command issues, especially in certain outings previously, where he'd gotten two outs and then it seemed like things were falling apart for him. Uh, you saw him get in trouble early against Kansas City on Thursday. Ethan Katz come out and talk to him. And I think that might be, if, even though it's so early in the season, that might be the turning point for Joe Kelly so far this season. Hey, Joe Kelly's had his fair share of rough outings, Johnny. I, I think that, um, you know, that's just a matter of, you know, knocking some of the rust off, uh, getting back yeah. into the swing of things. I mean, this guy didn't really have a spring training the same way a lot of the other guys did. Uh, it's, it's been a little touch and go with Joe Kelly, but you come into that situation. Uh, number one, just the sinker was working today for Joe Kelly. And, and when the sinker's working for Joe Kelly, look out, dude. Yeah. High velocity, um, pitching 99, yeah. um, on a couple of those. I thought that was awesome to see. And then outside of that, just some heads up baseball, Johnny, some, some really heads up baseball, getting yeah, the runner. Two pickoffs yeah. in game one, right? Yeah. yeah. We had some, we had two pickoffs in game one. Uh, but the, the pickoff at second base, the reaction from Joe <laughs> Kelly, just, just throw great. your hands. Like, what are you doing, man? What are you oh, doing? It's great. I love great. any, I love any opportunity. This team gets yeah. to make another team look bad. You know, I, you oh. sit here as a white Sox fan. And a lot of this has been internalized, like, right. Like we've done something stupid again, the chance that you have to make somebody else look dumb and Joe Kelly, just on the, on the stage right there to make somebody else look dumb. I thought that was cool. (laughs) Yeah, that was hilarious. It was actually, it was a great uh, clip when you saw that uh, pick off of who's a Hicks that he got uh, trailing way too far off second base there uh, when he came in relief. So uh, that helped them get out of that situation there. But uh, unfortunately, Kendall Graveman gives up a bomb to Aaron Judge late in this game. That ties it at one. And I think a lot of White Sox fans' minds went to doom and gloom at this point, Tony. They did. I, I You know, you saw a lot of tweets, game over, this 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 game's over, um, we're done. The, the thing I love about baseball, Johnny, and this I'll just go back to this over and over and over again. I said it in our intermission uh, you know, little uh, segment that we did there. Uh, no baseball game is ever over. I remember leaving the the Tim Anderson, I believe it was against Detroit yeah, walk off game yeah. in 2019, just a little bit early. And I normally don't do that. I normally don't leave ball games early. I think it's it's just a, a bad thing to do because <laughs> ball games are never over until that final out. That's the greatest thing about baseball. Um, it, you know, it, I, I hate that games over early shit. And there was a lot of it right there. And, and you know, that's what, it, you know, sometimes somebody gets a hold of one. I will back up on a little bit and just say that sometimes it's justified, especially with the tone of this White Sox team so far today. And that's why this whole thing, this whole barrage today was great about a statement Sunday. And that's why we're calling it uh, the, the title of this episode here. Uh, but Tony, like you'd mentioned, ball games are never over. So the White Sox get their chance, obviously, in the top of the ninth. A roll this Chapman in for the Yankees. And the question of the day is with that massive bomb out to left field, did AJ Pollock break or roll this Chapman? I think yes. I mean, I've been saying it for a couple hours now. Uh, AJ Pollock broke or Chapman, both, both physically and mentally, both physically, mentally. And I think he broke some Yankees fans. I think he broke, a, I think he might've broke New York uh, with that swing because We'll talk about game two in just a minute here, but Araldis Chapman has entered two ball games within the last calendar week, Johnny, where he's facing the Chicago White Sox. 
and damage has been done. You're talking about one of the best closers in baseball. Yankees are one of the best teams in baseball. And they've gotten to the Yankees closer twice in one week. That's, you know, for, for all of the shit that people want to talk about the Chicago yeah. White Sox offense, they have yeah. they have done damage to Araldis Chapman, not once, but twice in a single week. If I'm Tony yeah. LaRusso, if I'm Frank Menachito, I'm I'm hammering in on the fact that you've done that. But also, right after that, you get Araldis Chapman unable to find the zone. You've got a trainer out there checking him for injuries. Didn't see any. Um, he stays in the ball game. Eventually gets chased out of it because this White Sox offense keeps hitting. Maybe that was mental. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. No, like you said, that's why I wanted to bring up both components of that. And in that, you know, I would uh, just backtracking a little bit on that. I would like to see them cash in on earlier opportunities. Don't get me wrong. But when it counts, when it counts, son, in the clutch moment of the game, AJ Pollock comes through. Uh, that's a game winning hit in, in that big game one today, Tony. It is. And you know what? Game ball in game one. I know Johnny Cueto had a great start. I'm tossing it over to AJ Pollock because yeah, someone's got to do it. Somebody's right? got to do it. Somebody's got it. Somebody's got. We've been waiting for this. We've been waiting we, for this AJ Pollock hot streak, haven't we? We have been. We've been trying to speak you know, it into we, existence. Well, we've been talking about it for yeah. the past couple of days. Like he's swung the bat well. He's gotten some yeah, things some, done. It's a couple of doubles, and here you go. One go. One leaves the yard. Yeah, you got Swing absolute hold bat. of that. You'll, you'll love to see a pull shot too, because don't get me wrong. I'll take a home run any way I can get it when it comes off the bat of a member of the Chicago White Sox. But a pull shot's cool and tough. Let's it let's is. just let's just call it like it is here. And White Sox able to add on uh, another one via Adam Engel double there, uh, getting Andrew Vaughn home after he advanced on a couple of wild pitches. And that would be the ball game there. Liam Hendricks comes in, locks that baby down. White Sox win the first one. We're feeling good, Tony. We did our little. Uh, you know, um, you know, intermission video, so to say, and I had the, I had the hair tied up. Uh, I got the man bun from Michael Kopak, and holy shit, did he deliver in game two? He carried a perfect game into the sixth inning. Yeah, I mean, there there was a, a nice game of bags that we played between uh, yeah. game one, game two. We were both feeling it. I think our end, uh, Johnny and I were against each other. Our end was uh, 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 more highly competitive than the other side, but. Um, you know, feeling good. You you were pumping some tunes out there. We had the White Sox ballpark mix up. And, you know, I was just starting to think. I'm like, we've got Michael Kopech on the mound. Tim, Anderson's, Tim Anderson's back in. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of the lineup choices I want to right after we get through this game. But I had a good feeling going into game two. And I think it started with the video that we made. And the, uh, the the man bun that you've worn Dude, all day. It, I, I've got to give you some I, credit. I love the solidarity that we got with this. I got, you know, usually I got the locks flown out here. I got I had to have it tied up because it's Kopech. It's Kopech on the big stage. And we had, uh, for our Sox on Tap followers, that tweeted in yours, too. We appreciate that. Uh, that was awesome to see. And obviously, I think it brought some good juju, as our guy Buzz would say, to Michael Kopech for him to be absolutely freaking dealing in this one. Yeah, I mean, Johnny, you've come to my garage a few times, and just the same way that we present cases of evidence on this show all the time, there was a day that you brought over some red man, and it was power of the chaw. Let's get Jose Abreu going. Yeah, and I remember a picture of you in my garage in the same spot you were sitting in tonight, throwing the red man in, and Jose Abreu goes deep in his next at bat. Totally crazy if it doesn't work, right? Johnny, Van Bun, Kopech, 
on the mound, perfect game into the sixth inning. Yeah, dude. It, I mean, you can't make this shit it, up. And it, just talk about Michael Kopech here in this outing, man. It, it was almost flawless. Um, obviously, a few uh, here and there that, that maybe, you know, especially after uh, you saw the location leave him a little bit. But, man, for those first six innings, he was throwing what he wanted when he wanted and in the location he wanted, which I think is huge because you can have nasty stuff. You can have a nice, really riding fastball uh, that has some nice extra, you know, giddy up on it. But if it's grooved right down the middle of the plate, you're going to have those hitters like Judge and Stanton be able to hit it out of the ballpark at will. You saw, shit, Dylan Cease throws a nice fastball. But guess what? He got tattooed in that first game of the Yankees series. So Michael Kopech's ability to locate along with the secondary offering that slider was so nice and tight tonight. Um, Tony, it was mowing those Yankee hitters down. They only had two hits in all of game two. Would you have guessed that White Sox pitching would be able to hold them to that number? No. Going into no, this? No, absolutely not. I, I wouldn't. Like, I wonder if there's an alternate line spread on Yankees hits and somebody, you know, took three, what that was going into this game. <laughs> Because you would have made out with a pretty penny tonight. Um, I, I I just I can't I can't fathom anybody believing that that was going to happen going into tonight. And you you want to talk about statement Sunday? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I do too. That's a statement right yeah. there. That oh, is yeah. an absolute that... statement from what like the White Sox pitching and defense. Obviously, the offense gets into this a little bit late, you know, better late than never. But, man, looking forward, that's a really good, like, you take a mental note of that and you ride on that. I'm so impressed with Michael Kopech because he adjusted the things that plagued him in his last start, and he beat himself, and he beat himself by not hitting his location. So I was just enthralled to see him uh, really touches spots with both the fastball and uh, the slider as well that he was working in there, man. Uh, it felt like some of those, it was just automatic when you would just like go and drop one in lower outside corner to a right-handed hitter to start in at bat. And they're already in the hole right then. And they're like, Oh shit, this guy's this pinpoint with this. I'm not going to have a chance. And so, they did. And they so did. Is, is what Michael Kopech threw out there tonight. The Michael Kopech that you expected to see when he came over yeah. in that trade. Yeah. And I mean, Johnny, I'm asking you as a person here who said at one point in time, I don't know if this guy's ever going to pitch the Chicago White Sox again when he went through all that it, stuff. Are, are we back a, to the point where we believe in Michael Kopech? Yeah, we have to. And he's giving you every reason to. Obviously, you have to see how the durability holds up. And how it'll be interesting, I think, to see how they manage innings, too. Because you saw a little bit more jump, too, on the fastball in terms of velocity uh, tonight as well. So you could tell he was definitely amped up for the big stage, as he should. And I'm glad, because that obviously worked in his favor. And you saw the results uh, go when you're talking about seven innings. One hit, zero earned runs, two walks. Uh, six strikeouts. That's a pretty damn solid. That's video line. game shit. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that always looks good. Shit. But at the same time, is he going to throw in that 95 to 99, bumping it up to 100 every once in a while range? Or is he going to sit more 93, 95 like he was in that start against the Yankees, which wasn't necessarily all bad outside of the walks last weekend, but it's how sustainable is that? So that's still where my question lies. But either way, when we're talking today for Statement Sunday, 
Michael Kopech did it in game two. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to go in on this a little bit more before we do that. Uh, I see some comments coming in uh, from our YouTube. Be sure you're checking us out on YouTube. We appreciate you if you're in there. Unfortunately, the keyboard is where that camera is, and Johnny and I are sitting here. We're normally at home in, in our own homes uh, and, and able to produce this just a little bit better. So if you're commenting on YouTube tonight, uh, I, I wish I could get you on that screen. Um, yeah. keep the comments flowing. I wish we could get you on that screen, but that would involve one of us running up to the computer over there, uh, and, 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 you know, making this weird, uh, in order to yeah. do that. So we thank you. We'll, we would normally get you up there, but Johnny going back to it, Copac video game shit. I, I just like this ace level stuff. Yeah. When you pair that with Lucas Gilito, Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, that's a really hard first four. If you're getting Johnny Cueto or Dallas Keuchel having a, a, a good day, this rotation is scary. Yeah. And Lance Lynn's beard, by the way. Oh, yes. Lance in, Lynn's yeah. beard it's in, on the broadcast is in full form. That's dangerous. The biggest trade deadline acquisition, meatball <laughs> take, is Lance Lynn coming back in, not because you're getting Lance Lynn, but you're getting full fear of the beard yeah, it's, it's Lynn. Yeah, it's Lance back. Lynn's beard is yes. the biggest trade deadline acquisition. Yes. No, uh, it, as you said, though, Tony, it, it all is just with, with Kopech there, it just is exactly what you expected uh, when, when you talked about uh, the prospects of what he could be uh, upon the return. And they mentioned it multiple times on the ESPN broadcast about him and Mankata. Uh, being the return for uh, the Chris Sale deal. So um, Michael Kopech, hats off to him tonight. Uh, man buns, we're rocking strong. Uh, it went strong on the mound tonight, as I mentioned his line earlier. But, Tony, it's it wasn't all roses in, in any of this. No. Uh, we, the White Sox had to grind through this, and there were plenty of missed opportunities earlier in this game. I know we'll get to the late-inning run scoring that they had here, which will be fun, but you want to see this team – really take advantage of those opportunities. Now, we'll give Severino some credit. He made some big pitches and big spots, but I feel like the White Sox could have made it tougher on him in some of those instances. You could have. I mean, let's give a little bit of credit to the Yankees. I don't want to because that's the goes against your religion. It goes against my religion. But, you know, as a sensible person, sometimes you just got to rationalize with it and say, you're not going to be able to get that done, but you you do want to make it harder. You like as as a White Sox fan, you want the White Sox to be the alpha of this league, yeah, right? You want right. them to be the this league. Sometimes, in order to do that, you've got to do it unconventionally. I think they did that all right, but I mean, it would it would have been nicer if you come out there and you just hit like four bombs to start the game, right? right? Like that's yeah, home run every time, automatic. Um, I want to see one through stuff. nine home yeah, runs. Yeah, one through nine home <laughs> runs. Just like the first, yeah, the first inning, because that's realistic. Um, but no, I think that uh, there were opportunities that were squandered throughout the game. Um, you get the bases loaded, and the White Sox at at this point still feel nobody like out. nobody yeah, out. Bases loaded, nobody out. You still get to that point as a White Sox fan right now, and you're sitting there going like, "I've got no faith." Yeah. And I don't know if it's a pressure thing. I don't know if it's the White Sox are just unlucky. I don't know what's going on right now. But when you're in chances to do damage, we talk about being opportunistic on the show. You have 
to figure out a way to get the job done because just think about how good this team would be. No, it's, you know, we, we talked about those like missed opportunities and obviously uh, it's something that you want to be able to convert on. And that's something that we will continue to harp on until they actually do hit uh, at a higher efficiency with runners in scoring position. But we can't gloss over the runs that they did score. And that came in the eighth inning. So you get into this Yankees bullpen a little bit. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about string together, a little bit of two out magic there that they were not able to produce earlier. Uh, in, in the game, um, well, guess what? Who was it? Andrew Vaughn coming through at first to bring the first run home. Um, man, I know there could be plenty of debate and healthy debate and rightful logical debate about where he was in the lineup today. But guess what? When he came up in his turn, game still even at zero excuse eggs, Andrew Vaughn comes up with that first run, eventually game winning uh, with how this one turned out. Hey. Vaughn gone summer. Andrew Vaughn, eight nine hitter. Doesn't matter. This guy is a professional hitter, dude. Like you, you have to realize how dangerous of a weapon Andrew Vaughn is, and I think you do, but I don't know if everybody does. This guy can get the job done on so many different nights in so many different ways. I love seeing him be the guy that starts to have this impact this early in his career, Johnny, because, you know, five, six years from now, you might not have Jose Abreu being your leader. But right now, Andrew Vaughn's literally the most soft-spoken guy on this (laughs) team. He is so soft-spoken. Even when he gets on, you know, first, second base, you know, you see Josh Harrison go out there and be, I'm, uh, yeah, rah, rah. I saw oh, one yeah. of, I saw Andrew Vaughn get there today and he was like. Even though he just drove Even though he just run. drove in the game-winning run. Yeah. He's so soft-spoken. I can't wait for this guy to just get that confidence to be that much better. And you're seeing early returns at like right now in his career. It's unbelievable. He, he is early on. Yeah. Like it's, White Sox legend trajectory. Yeah. So I mean, Just that's like, early, like that, early on that ended up being the game winning hit that played at Jose Abreu. Uh, obviously Gavin Sheets singling in between there too, to kind of move uh, Jose Abreu to walk. Uh, I'm still at hit that he yeah, hit a home run today. Well, yeah, what, we discussed his plate broke. Right, yeah. Well, White Sox weren't done yet, though. Reese McGuire squeezes one out, Tony, uh, and a nice, uh, you know, ground ball through the left side to uh, bring that second run home. And then the statement moment of the game, bobble it right there. Tim Anderson, three-run shot to that Little League bullshit uh, Mickey Mouse porch out in right field. Guess what? It still would have been a home run in, like, I think 18 of 30 ballparks via Wood at Dong. Uh, that was the moment of the night, absolutely, 100%, especially given all of yesterday's proceedings. I've learned a couple things. Number one, Johnny has tweet notifications on for Wood at Dong. And number two, Tim Anderson knows how to ruin the Yankees' night. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yes. those are the two Going things back I learned. To, obviously, I think the, the field of dreams definitely a little bit more uh, of a bigger stage later in the season. Obviously, nationally televised. You know, this one was too, but 
Fox, it was a unique environment, everybody tuning in there. But, man, especially after Jackass Donaldson's antics yesterday uh, and his very, very disrespectful comments towards Tim Anderson, man, uh, it was absolutely great to see him rock that ball out to right field. And then as he's coming around, Tony, the shush. The shush the all shush. around as he was coming around second base in between there and third, giving him the shush as so he can, came across home can, plate, coming towards that dugout. I want another shush. I want to get into. Shush. I want to get into this with you, Johnny, because we're both hockey guys. We talk about celebrations on Four Feathers podcast. If you're not a Blackhawks fan, or if you are a Blackhawks fan <laughs> and you watch us. On Socks on Tap, and you want our hockey commentary, Johnny, tell them where to find us. Yeah, it's at Four Feathers Pod, the Blackhawks podcast for Pod. Tap Sports. So yeah. let's 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 get into celebrations for a second here. Patrick Kane, elite celebrator. Tim Anderson for the White Sox, elite celebrator. Oh, I think both of those guys bring the same energy. Yeah, I mean the <laughs> the hands on this bobblehead shake like Tim Anderson when he was coming around field gym. I think that the shush right there, that's going to go down yeah. in MLB meme gif form. You're going to see Tim Anderson with that shush for years to come. Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Now, like I said, it's just, we, you and I fleshed out the whole situation yesterday. Uh, we broke down, you know, what actually happened and when it happened in the third and then the fifth inning, the confrontations, the all of that coming together, Tim being restrained by Jose Breu and Gavin Sheets after that. Um, so obviously there was nothing thrown when you're talking punches there. Him and Donaldson weren't able to come together there. Well, I know Josh Donaldson wasn't in the Yankees lineup for game two, but Tim Anderson was getting boos coming up to the plate before that, right? Every time he did something, he was getting the boo birds. I mean, you had Yankees you had team. Yankees fans, and you, you had Yankees fans on Twitter yesterday, yeah, talking amongst themselves, saying that they were going to go all show up there and buy tickets just to go chant Jackie because they wanted to support Josh Donaldson. I mean, I mean, if you want to get that ridiculous. Go ahead. Yeah. So, but that shit Tim, that I saw on Twitter last night. Tim, so, like, Tim, they, he did the shush. Uh, yeah, it, the shush did, ended all of that, and it also this this placement. Why he was able to do this was the home run out to right field that put the statement in Statement Sunday. Because yes, even if they would have won two games, I probably still would have called it Statement Sunday. Because either way, you get it done. It doesn't matter. But being able to do so in that manner, like you had said. Um, it's a statement to the Yankees, to their fans, to Josh Donaldson, to all that. And Tim Anderson shot it down both on the field, and then he got his, you know, he got his talk in, too, after, by yeah. form of the Well, and, and John, I'll ask you this. Did the White Sox need Tim Anderson to hit that home run? Technically, no. Technically, no. Technically, no. They technically didn't need anything beyond the injury. Salt in the wound? Or, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Salt I'll rub some salt in your wound, and then I'll tell you to shut the fuck up about it. That's cool. Tom. Yeah, that absolutely is. I think that's a great way to wrap up the scoring uh, in that one. Uh, Raylo able to come in and lock that game down for the White Sox in game two. 5-0 winner uh, in the nightcap on Sunday Night Baseball. Tony, it is great to win a game on national TV because um, I feel like they're, yeah, we'll say it's kind of back and forth, but especially look back at playoffs last year, a couple embarrassing performances on there. So it's good to redeem yourself, especially uh, with the way everybody's talking about the team floating right around 500 so far this year. 
Yeah, I mean, the, this day, I, I was going to say the last two games, this day has been probably the high point of the White Sox season. Yes, there's a lot of stuff that you can go back to and point out and say, we haven't done it the right way thus far. I said the other night, I want this team to take steps. This, to me, was taking two steps forward. There will be steps back throughout the rest of the season. But this was a big day. We started this morning complaining about game one lineups and how do we, like, are we taking this seriously? And you come out of here with two wins. That's it. That's I, that's the tweet. I, like, I, go to like, go I to just, I, I just want to be like over, you know, overarching in, in this. And that's in a team morale sense. That's why this is more statement Sunday than sure. Yes, it's two games in, in the, it's, it would be the same as beating any other team. Um, that was a non-divisional foe, right? When you're talking in terms of importance um, for your playoff. I mean, I, importance, but because no, no, no. It's the, a, it's the, the team. schedule sheet. Yes, it's the, fine. That's, that's fine. That's what I'm saying. I, in the morale standpoint, yes, now, that's the best team in baseball that you just beat twice. Exactly. That's exactly where I was driving at this, and that's why this was statements. I mean, especially after you got embarrassed by them in your home ballpark. Um, let's be honest, you know, sure that walk off was cool last Saturday night, but, uh, losing three or four, I would have rather, uh, the Yankees had a cinematic win, but the White Sox take three or four, uh, in last weekend series when you're talking, uh, in those terms. So ESPN I, I think is it crying was, right now. Right. Yeah, they, they are. They, they're absolutely sad about this, but guess what? The White Sox were able to do it and make that statement. And you know what? I, I, I think it needs to go further than it wasn't about making a statement to the public. It was about making a statement to internally to themselves, to the fans, to anybody who follows this team. It was about, we are going to rally around our guys. And you'd be damned if you said that uh, yesterday's incidents didn't fuel uh, some of the motivation here. Uh, And I think you saw that uh, just with their kind of resilient effort today. That's the best word I can uh, describe it. Sure, they got down. They, 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 They did things. They beat themselves at times. When you're talking about leaving all those runners on base, uh, in certain instances throughout both games. But they were able to persevere through that, and, and I think that's huge from a team morale standpoint. So that's why I'm going to keep on saying it's Statement Sunday. Are, are you worried about the Minnesota Twins right now? I, as we're transitioning into, you know, Sunday fun day talk here, are you worried about the Minnesota Twins? Steve thought that we were going to be down over six games in a couple hours, just a couple hours ago, you go beat the Minnesota or you go beat out, you go beat the New York Yankees. Minnesota is Minnesota. Are you worried about them? Like, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm really curious. Are you worried about the Minnesota I'm Twins more, right now? I'm more worried about the consistency of the White Sox offense than I am about the Minnesota Twins because we got to take care of what we can in house first. You, you can't do anything until you know, you got to get your house straight first, right? We really worry about anything else, but when you go and look at that, I would say just a little bit, yeah, because they are leading us, they got out in front of us. Uh, but we've also that's a product of us doing it to ourselves. So I think if we can kind of clean up our in house sort of act, 
that will bode much better uh, when you're talking about the ability to get I, on a hot streak. And I know Minnesota's yes. got a weak schedule coming up here. So, yes, I guess right now I'm a little bit worried. But in the grand scheme of things, let's talk after the stretch here uh, and let's see if the White Sox can't right some of their own wrongs here uh, moving forward. I mean, I, I, ju- I just want to know because as of right now, I'm still really not worried, Johnny, about the Minnesota Twins. And maybe those yeah. words will come back and bite me in the ass. I don't know. But I still think the White Sox have the best roster. I still think that they have the heart and soul in order to go win the Central. As I said on the season preview show, I'm more worried about how you face teams like the New York Yankees, Tampa Bay, um, just any other playoff competing team. I know it sounds stupid because I get mad when this team gets beat by the Kansas City Royals. I think it's an embarrassment because you should win. But days like today, like, I don't know. You could sit there and say your team's got the worst OBP in baseball, right? Like, but then able to gut out some wins. Yes, everything up until this point in this season has been way uglier than anybody's wanted it to be. Maybe I'm making too much of make a statement Sunday, but I thought it was a pretty big statement. I think I, I think it was just like you said. I think I'm looking more just beyond the on-field because they, he did have plenty of chances that they blew even before they broke it open in game two there. Um, I, I think it's from a team morale standpoint. The We are going to rally around each other. And guess what? Uh, most unconventional way. I don't you would like to see that just come internally. But you know what? Maybe it was an external trigger. Uh, that that was something that needed to jolt this team in, into life, um, Tony. I, that's where I kind of stand on this, and that's why I think it's such a big statement to do so. And we've also, I think, had our issues with double headers, and obviously, some people uh, it's very rightfully uh, justified to be able to get upset about some of the lineup construction that goes out there, um, especially in some of these games. So we usually are talking about splits or sweeps when it comes to doubleheaders. So I think uh, them turning, flipping the script in that regard and sweeping one themselves uh, is big, at least for my morale as a fan. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the last thing I have here, and maybe this is a meatball take, but I love a Josh Donaldson statue and Lappy right next to the port potties. <laughs> there you go. I love to hear that. Tony, let's look ahead uh what the White Sox got coming up next. Uh, they got an off day Monday, then they'll come home, face another AL East team in the Boston Red Sox. Tony, this is a different team than the White Sox visited a couple weekends ago out in Boston. Absolutely is. Um, they're rattling off some shit. Um known Boston Red Sox kind of fan sympathizer sympathizer um right here you know i like seeing them play good baseball because honestly i really just fucking hate the yankees <laughs> but um yeah and, and boston's normally the team that can give them trouble so um i i just think that you're going to have to come into this series you've got an off day on monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's a weird week for the White Sox. And even Gordon Beckham has, uh, you know, kind of commented on some of that stuff. Uh, I I just think that you're going to have to play the same kind of baseball you played against the New York Yankees here. Don't take anything for granted. 
make your offense work. Um, the starting pitching is going to be right there. I mean, you're you're coming back to, I believe, Cease and Giolito. Uh, Cease on extra rest, mind you, which he likes per yeah. Sox beat reporters. Yeah, so I think the pitching is going to be there. You take this five-run output against the New York Yankees and say, like, let's go. Let's, let's ride. Um, you know, if there's yeah. anything yeah. dudes like, it's saying, let's go. And then, like, that just yeah. drives the energy. Right. So if I'm in the White Sox clubhouse, I'm just going to sit there and say, like, let's go over and over again. And we're going to score some that's, runs. That, and that's what the whole essence of Statement Sunday is, Tony. Like I said, I think it was a morale-building sort of thing, obviously, rallying around your guy and Tim Anderson. And obviously he had the big moment tonight. I think that really kind of punctuates it. It kind of it puts the exclamation point uh, behind all of that. Did that, the baseball, I've got to back up for two yeah, seconds. The, baseball gods looking at everything that happened this weekend, the Tim Anderson home run. Is that like baseball gods being like, this is in a location for you. You're going to, I think that's yeah, just me doing what he does, what he know how he can do. And that's, we've seen him, you know, most of his power actually has come opposite field. I mean, you're talking as of late, every once in a while we get a pull shot there. But I mean, this thing went out. This, right. Yeah. And that's what he should look to do. And I think Frank Thomas, one of the all-time greatest White Sox hitters, has said, Timmy's at his best when he can look oppo. And that's where that ball went out. So, yes, maybe a little bit of baseball. Got some karma coming back on uh, the New York Yankees and Josh Donaldson. Fuck that guy. Um, but Timmy able to do that. And, and I, I just want them to carry that morale, momentum, all of that into the series against the Red Sox. Because, um, you know, you played the best team in baseball over the weekend. As much as we've kind of chat on the Yankees here just because, you know, fuck them. They're our rivals, especially after everything went uh, down the way it did yesterday, um, they are still one of the best teams in baseball. Now, I don't want you to play down to the competition when you come back, uh, so to say, because technically Boston Red Sox are under 500 at 1922. Hey, you still have to get the job done. Baseball's weird. Um, it, it's still going to be a challenge, Johnny. I, I, I don't think yeah. that just because their record reflects you know, that they're under 500 at, at this juncture, that that's not a good baseball team. You look at some recency and you can sit there and Trevor say. Trevor Story's been on fire this week. Yeah, so. Trevor Story's been on fire. Um, pitch around that guy. If if I'm sitting here right now and looking at scouting reports, that's what I'm going to say. Like, pitch around that dude. But you've got to figure out a way to carry the momentum and and build on what you did against the New York Yankees. Like again, sounds cliche. Just went and beat the best team in baseball twice in one day. There's no reason why you shouldn't handle Boston. Do I think they're going to sweep them? Nah. Give me two out of three. Yeah, no, I like that too. I, I can see that too. Be nice. I think White Sox can continue building uh, that momentum morale uh, with two of three this week. But uh, Tony, it'll be Dylan Cease, Nick Pavetta. On Tuesday evening at the rate, uh, you got to pick the click that's going to help the White Sox get the job done. You know, I really, really, really like what I'm seeing from AJ Pollock right now. Oh, yeah. I really like what I'm seeing from him. Obviously, game two, he was on mic duty from the dugout. 
he entered later. Yeah, defensive replacement. He entered but, later yeah. as a defensive replacement. But other than that, I think it's this guy's time to shine. Yeah. Hey, I'm day, going AJ Pollock. Yeah, it was the daily double. And then obviously you got the big home run and, uh, to be the game-winning hit uh, off of Rollis Chapman in game one. So I like that. I've ridden Pollock pretty hard here uh, as of late. So I will go back up to another one of my mainstays, and that's Mr. Yoan Mancata, Nick Pavetta, uh, righty. So Yoan will be batting from the left side. Um, would like to see another long ball. You uh, want the bat them, drop. Both, you want the bat both, drop. Both, both of them have been at the rate this year. So you all Mankata back in a little familiar territory. Uh, I will ride with that for my pick to click on Tuesday I've, evening. I think I might wear the Yoel Mankata jersey to the game. I've got to ask you, Johnny, what are you doing tomorrow? Because like, I'm I'm looking at my schedule. White Sox games are obviously what I live for. Double headers. Like today was beautiful. Sunday, fun day. We're in the garage. We're drinking beers. We're... Talking yeah. about White Sox baseball at, uh, I don't even know what time it is, uh, 1023. What are you doing tomorrow, Johnny? Like, how do you how do you yeah, handle do you, the off day? Yeah, how do you pass the time? After, after this beautiful going from your Chicago White Sox, how are you handling tomorrow? Well, I mean, you still enjoy it, obviously. I'm going to enjoy it the rest of the night here. And then uh, as we roll in tomorrow, take care of some personal shit, uh, get myself ready for the rest of the week, maybe watch some playoff hockey, see what's going on around the rest of MLB. Um, and then I'm going to the game Tuesday night, so I'll be preparing my car for the uh, little tailgate that I'll be having out there. There you go. I, I'm just curious. If, if you're a White Sox fan, you live and die with this shit. How, how are you spending your tomorrow. Your victory Monday. Yeah, your victory Monday. I mean, how are you going to spend that? Uh, maybe hit us up in the replies. Yeah, yeah, let us know. At, Let us know. At Sox on Tap on Twitter and at on Tap Sports. That is where you can find us. Tony, it's been a blast of a Sunday fun day. I love uh, being able to hang out, watch two games. Obviously, always better uh, when they're winners. Uh, victory you know. beers taste better. We got double victory beers yeah, today. We did. 5-22-22. Yeah. Double, the double si- victory beer. The simulation is getting very lazy. It is so, getting know, very lazy. Pick it up, Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tony, final thoughts from this one uh, statement Sunday, and we'll wrap it up and get out of here and cruise on out of the weekend. Hey, final thoughts, Johnny. You texted me last night. Maybe it was today, early in the morning hours, but you texted me and you said it's going to be cinematic. Sox got two today. From the New York Yankees. A lot of negativity out there in the world on the timeline. Sox got the job done today. Sometimes it's not the way you want to see it. Sometimes it's the way that it gets done. There's always a turning point. There's always a new chapter. If this is the second chapter of the White Sox season, I hope it is. I can try and spit into existence. I could be wrong. We could be sitting here a week from from today talking about how the White Sox just pissed away a stupid week. But guess what? I want the White Sox to go on from this moment right here and know that they can play a good team. Yeah, That's my wish as a White Sox fan. That's me speaking honestly. If I'm in that dugout, I'm taking this and I'm saying, man, we could beat fucking anybody. Let's go do it. Yeah. That's my final thought right here. Like, go the next week with this mentality. Go beat everyone. All tales of triumph face adversity, tweeted via Tony on tap. 
couple of nights ago uh, at ungodly hours of the morning. I fully believe in that. Um, you know, it has been smooth sailing for our White Sox so far this year. Uh, obviously not what anybody wanted to see start the year uh, at any point being down in the division. But, man, uh, if there was a moment of morale boosting, if there was a moment of come together for this team, I think this statement Sunday is what they needed. And I really, really hope that results in them going on an absolute tear here uh, over this next stretch. So, Tony, until next time, that's all I've got. White Sox forever. I don't know how we're going to shut this thing off, but White Sox forever. Thank you for tuning in. Follow us at ontapsportsnet.com, at ontapsportsnet on all of our socials. Thank you. White Sox forever. It's been a beautiful night. Let's go.